course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that time, George. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. And Nick, I got to take a deep breath because I don't even know where to begin uh, with this game. Um, I haven't seen every NFL playoff game in history, so I'll start there. But it's hard for me to believe that there are many more um, thrilling games uh, in the postseason than than what the the Bills and Chiefs put together there uh, on Sunday at Arrowhead. I got to ask them, man, after Gabriel scores his fourth touchdown and the Chiefs get the ball back at the 25 with 13 seconds left, did you think that the Chiefs had any real chance of, of winning that football game at that point? Um, I mean, you know, you kind of, for me, you know, I'm always expecting somebody to sweep the leg. So, I mean, I just, I try not to get my emotions too high. Like I've just learned to do that. I just, you know, I've just learned to mentally expect bad things to happen, (laughs) whether it's to me or just in general. So like, I've just, I've just learned that. So like, I mean, I made sure I didn't get too, you know, too high emotionally on any of that. And, but I'm like, Hey, I'm like, dude, they, I will say this whenever I saw it, I was like, they have three timeouts, which from a management perspective, that's phenomenal with that amount of time. I'm just hoping that I was hoping one that the bills weren't going to, weren't going to do a kickoff that, you know, the force, the chiefs would be forced to come out and return and burn some of that up. And I'm just trying to look back at who the returner was on that. I'm like, okay, dude, like, I mean, I hope they kick it, you know, out of bounds like that. That's step one check. Then um, in step two, they got three timeouts. Awesome. Then step three is okay. If they let Kelsey Hill or Hardman like get open and Mahomes gets enough time, like, they they have plenty of time that Hill can get downfield. And I, I was waiting to see if they're going to play off against them. I'm like, okay, they're playing, you know, they're giving them room to roam here. I'm like, that's check again. And then the Chiefs use their times perfectly. So I'm like, okay, all right. I was like, you know, kickers make me nervous. So, I mean, I'm like, I don't know. Harrison hasn't been reliable. So, but hey, season's on the line. You got to take a shot because I mean, most NFL teams may have gotten one of those plays, but they would have blundered one of the other ones. And somebody would have gotten desperate and just thrown up a hail Mary, you know, unless it's the Ravens with Justin Tucker and they, they at least try the kick. So, I mean, everything went right for the chiefs. And, you know, at some point I did think they were going to try the Hill Mary, you know, be like at some point in that game, I was like, Hey, maybe they'll try the Hill Mary. Like they did, you know, in Dallas with Alex Smith. And I was like, maybe, maybe they try that. And that gets them into field goal range potentially. But, you know, I mean, the Chiefs, look, they made it work. They were efficient. And, I mean, for as much as people have criticized Andy over the years throughout his career about time management. and It was a good time to handle it well. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was a a fantastic time. And so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, if you don't have Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and Patrick Mahomes, I don't think you can execute that. But you had all three of those players together, and they all got here at various times in their career. And they were the difference in why that happened tonight. And the Bills learned from that. And guess what? The rest of the NFL that was watching tonight, they're like, I can't even give that guy 13 seconds now. Like yeah. now NFL teams are like evaluating, okay, I can't even give this guy 13 seconds. And then somebody's going to raise the bar and maybe it'll be 10, maybe it'll be seven. And then maybe Mahomes finds a way that challenge, but that's what the chiefs have done. Cause as much as the chiefs have deficiencies in their roster, the past three, you know, four years, they still find a way to the AFC championship right now. Like that's credit to coaching. That's credit to Patrick Mahomes. And on top of that, they're hosting their fourth consecutive arrowhead invitational. Like, I mean, that's just what they do. And, the, and I just, you know, cause you and I nitpick, you know, week after week about, Hey, you know, the chiefs need to fix this. They need to fix this. Guess what? They still had a lot of those problems tonight. Yes. But they kept they kept answering and ringing the bell whenever the offensive tackles were on the struggle bus for half the night and Mahomes is having to weave his way, you know, like he's like he's Frogger in a video game through the Bills, you no. know, pass rush. Like, I mean, that happened, you know, and then that Tyree gets taken away for a part of the time. Kelsey gets taken away for a part of the time. But still, they just they ring the bell and find a way every time on offense. And like I tweeted out tonight. The Chiefs have had 20 explosive pay, uh, plays in the past two weeks. They had 67 on the season. So that's like a 3.9 yard average. And like they just turned it on when it mattered. So I, I, I mean, I know it's a long winded rant, but man, like I, I'm just telling you, I mean, they, they just, they find a way. And as you and I both talked about, like, I mean, let, let's be blunt. 
Like that, that may have been, we'll see how things go in the next couple weeks. That may have been the Super Bowl right there. Right. I mean, I, I think a lot of people felt like that was definitely the AFC championship game, no matter whether the Bengals or Tennessee Titans won going in. But as the week unfolded and you see the Packers, especially when the Packers go down, right? Yeah. Um, and you're looking at the rest of, of the league, you know, Tampa Bay with their injury issues are depleted. I mean, worse mm-hmm. being out. I mean, you, you know, at that point, I, I'm picking the Rams anyway. Right. Um, you know, but you know, I, I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I, I don't trust Matt Stafford for four full quarters. Um, you know, and, and I just, I, I feel like th- that was the 97 divisional playoff game between the chiefs and, and the Broncos and the winner of that game I felt was, was clearly was, that was, they were, those were the two best teams in the NFL at that time. And the winner of that game was going to go on to win the Super Bowl, And they did. It was John Elway's first, but I, I, after their performances in the wild card round and then seeing how things unfolded, I mean, I was telling people in the press, but I thought that that was the Super Bowl right, right there. The winner of that game, I think was going to go on to win it, whether it was Buffalo or Kansas city. And you and mm. I both talked, I thought it was a coin flip. Oh, I literally thought this game was a coin flip. I, I think that both teams were playing exceptionally well. And then it was going to come down to who made the least mistakes. And honestly, other than some, you know, some blown coverages, and one of them was a rub route, and, and it's unfortunate that Hughes and Steed collided and and, and Hughes goes down. I, I'm not gonna I mean, hold that te- one. Technically, Sneed accidentally tackled Hughes. Right, right. And I, that's what I'm not gonna those things happen on occasion. It's unfortunate, but but they happen. Um, you know, uh, the the play at the end, um, you know, was a little bit more troublesome because I think it hints at the the struggles that they have without hint without Fenton and Matthew in there um because they were clearly confused pre-snap and they clearly didn't know who was covering the the deep third on that side um it, it was a mess um and, and they're you know like I said we'll nitpick some of this down the road but my wife texted me after the bills took the lead there and said do they have a chance and I said no probably not and then they make then then there's the pass to to Hill and she says, maybe. And I text her back, maybe. <laughs> and then I can't say on the podcast what I said after the, the, the play to Kelsey. But, you know, you said something that was interesting. They probably, you know, they probably don't do this without, you know, teams that don't have a Hill, a Kelsey, and a Mahomes probably can't do this. I would argue after hearing from Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey after the game, I'm not sure that any team that doesn't have a hall of fame quarterback and hall of fame tight end who are so on the same page. So in sync and they weren't throughout the season, but they were in that moment. I don't think anybody can do it because Travis Kelsey went to him, you know, because a lot of times the, the teams play soft and off coverage when they're in that prevent situation, right? Which means they play deep. They're, they're off. Like you said, they give Tyreek a free release at the line. They give Travis Kelsey a free release at the line. And they tend to guard the sidelines because you're worried about, you know, a catch and a guy going out of bounds, which wasn't an issue because the Chiefs had those tight ends or those timeouts. And Kelsey, during the timeout after the Hill completion, actually talked to Mahomes and said, hey, if they show us the same look, I'm not running the route that was called. I'm just going to go up the seam where there's space. And so, you know, that's where you need to look for me. And when they got to the line, Kelsey said, that Mahomes saw the coverage. Kelsey, of course, who's a former quarterback in high school, saw the coverage. They knew that exactly the Bills were in the same def- the same look. And he said, Travis is at the line. You're like, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> the line of scrimmage. And then boom, up the seam. The Bills have to be stunned in that moment because, again, I mean, they've done tape study. And then Kelsey just doesn't run the route he's supposed to. They just completely freelanced it. And to have the awareness and the ability to execute that play in that situation makes all the difference in that football game. And like I said, I'm not sure how many, maybe Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, maybe, you know, Montana and or young and rice. I mean, there's some Brady and Gronk or yeah, Brady and Gronk definitely could have, could have come up with it. Although having said that, I'm not sure Gronk comes to Patrick and says, Hey, I'm going to alter my route in this situation. Brady might suggest, I'm not sure. Gronk suggests that I'm just saying those are the tandems. I could definitely execute it. It's just, you're talking a small handful of correct of of players in NFL history that could ever even dream of making that happen. 
And I, I was just in stunned disbelief, not only because I was having to tear up a second or third lead at that point, uh, <laughs> but, but I just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing um, and that the chiefs pulled that out. And, and of course, once they won the coin toss, um, I never had a doubt they were going to put that thing in the end zone in overtime. So, I, I mean, that was a game set match. The game was coming into a coin flip, just like it did in the 2018, uh, well, 2019 year, 2018 season AFC championship game. When Tom Brady and the Patriots won the coin toss, you knew that was probably the end. Patrick Mahomes wasn't seeing the field. Uh, I'm guessing fans in Buffalo had, you know, kind of knew, knew what was coming. Um, Cause I think fans in Kansas city certainly did. Well, and I, I think that's what's kind of funny is that Kansas City after that year like voted for that, so another team never had to go through that again, and one of their opponent and it got voted down, and people didn't like it, and now it worked in the Chiefs' favor, and like I, right. I love how the Chiefs organizations kind of reminded people like, hey, we proposed it, nobody wanted. We, we it. tried to change the rules. You guys didn't want to let us. Because here's so, the funny uh, thing: like if the Bills had gotten the ball back. And they had an opportunity. I think they would have scored too, and that game would have kept going. But yeah. it just would have been which defense is more exhausted in a key moment. I, I, I mean, I, like I thought. I think Josh Allen played out of his mind. I, I still, yeah. I'm still like, if you're talking about who I want to start a franchise with for the for the next ten to twelve years, I'm still probably taking Herbert and and Burrow over him. But on a one off game, I just need a guy to come in and just ball out one game, man, that, that 75 yard rainbow he threw. Cause the first time that I thought the chiefs had taken control was, was the, you know, the 25 yard Hardman touchdown to make it 23, 14, even with the missed extra point, it's a two score game. I thought bills are going to have a hard time coming back from this. And then just gutted arrowhead stadium with that, that, I mean, that pass, was majestic. I mean, full credit to Josh Allen. He did. The bills did not lose that game. The chiefs just stole their lunch money. I, I, I mean, it sounds weird to say, but it's just like whenever the chiefs lost to the Patriots in that 2018 AFC championship, the, the reality of it is, is that the bills just ran out of time. Like, yeah. you know, they ran out of possessions and like, you know, and and do Sean McDermott after afterwards in the press conference was just getting hammered by uh, Bill's media about the 13 seconds and all that he did and all that he blundered from it, and and he's fallen on the sword the same way that Andy does in pressers. You know, yeah. oh yeah, so you, you can tell he came from the Andy Reid school because there's a certain style of finesse. He's like, that's on me. You know, the, that's uh, the, the I gotta help him execute better. And like, I'm like, oh, dude, I know that playbook right there, man. And yeah. but I mean, like, I, I I I know the Bills are gonna be bummed for a long time. I know they're gonna be frustrated and they're gonna be determined to get back. And don't get me wrong, if there's any Bills fans listening, I doubt there are. But if there are, like, I mean, they're gonna get over that mountaintop. Like, it's oh, going oh. to happen I, with they, that roster that they have right now. They're going to get over. It. It's just a matter of. Who's their potential uh, OC next year? Yeah, you know, I mean, like that's going to be the big question mark for Buffalo going forward. Because I, I got sneaky suspicion Brian Dable's probably going to be in the Giants coach, and by the time he listens to the podcast, that may already be the right, case at right. that point. And we'll see what Ken Dusty, Ken Dorsey, the quarterbacks coach, does, and if he potentially leaves, and if there's a lot of openings there, and some former Chiefs assistants may be able to sneak their way over there. Um, you know, there's a lot of possibilities there in Buffalo, but. You know, but I mean, for right now at this moment, I mean, like the the Bills, dude, they they played out of their minds, and if if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, like Bills are probably winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, and and look, just like Brady, and I and, and, I, and I want that for their fan base. Just like I, oh. I was excited to see Cincinnati get to the AFC Championship because we both know, and fans listening to this podcast, we know we know what that struggle is like to like have that amount of frustration. So I'm ha I'm glad to see all of their happiness right now. You know, I know bills aren't tonight, but you know, I'm, ec I'm ecstatic that they're all getting those moments of joy and those, those buildups through that week. And that, you know, just that buzz that you get from, you know, playoff football and being a part of that. There, there will be a time when thousands of, uh, when the street will streets of Buffalo will be lined with folding tables and they will all be destroyed. Um, 
at a Super Bowl parade. It's absolutely happening. I mean, I, there's gonna there's gonna be a there's gonna be a shortage of uh, of plastic tables. Right. right. Yeah. Supply chain, baby. They, see, you didn't <laughs> want to win the Super Bowl this year anyway because supply chain issues. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, just like Brady uh, and Manning. Um, I mean, right now, this this clearly sets up as, as the next iteration of, of the great, you know, playoff quarterback battle. And look, Manning took a while to get over the, the, the hump there against Brady, but eventually he did. I mean, people tend to forget, like, Brady, Brady had a 10-year window, I think, where they didn't win any Super Bowls. And Manning, Manning got a couple. You know, Breeze got in there. You know, Roethlisberger got his second. Like, like. That's going to happen. I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to bully the AFC no. every single year for 15 years. They're going to come up short in a game like this in the playoffs at some point, right. um, you know. But it wasn't it wasn't this time. And and look, man. I mean, a pre, we've said it before, but Patrick Mahomes. I, this was one of the more remarkable performances uh, I have seen from a guy because he was you know, on the run. The whole game, he very seldom had a clean pocket. There were a couple of times, but very seldom had a clean pocket. But right from the jump, he he just continues to make plays when they need to be made. We always joke that Mahomes isn't the fastest guy, but he always seems to be just a little bit faster than the guy chasing him, right? Mm. And, and that was the way today. Like, he just had enough in the tank, whether it was the little sidearm throw. I think he had to Pringle on a key third down. Um you know, I, I just everything he needed to do, he did. It was a, it was a, a, he was a maestro out there conducting a symphony. And and here's the thing. I, I was struck by the fact that if this team doesn't go through the struggles they did the first half of the season, I'm not sure they win a game like this. I think this team was battle tested. This is not the first team they had been first time they'd been counted out. And so I love the fact that, you know, when they go out there with 13 seconds, they all believed like, Hey, remember we weren't even supposed to be here. We were broken and weren't even going to make the playoffs two months ago. So, you know, they are, you know, three months ago, whatever it was. And, and they just went out and did what they needed to. And I, I love Andy told this little thing. He's, he said, he said, Hey, Pat, when it looks grim, be the grim reaper. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, look, uh, that was, that's a little sneak peek into who Andy actually can be sometimes. Well, he's, you know, he's, when it, he's a hysterical man. He, he's actually a really funny person. Yeah, I've heard some very, stories about him. That, like, I mean, he's he's a he's a little bit more of a practical joker than he lets people realize, and just kind of, I don't know. I mean, I wish I wish Andy could let his personality show to the public and media a handful of times because he would he would be even more beloved in this town than he already is. He, he like, does yeah. a little bit, but mostly just with food jokes, like you know, like the yeah. chocolate cake reference or talking about cheeseburgers. Yeah, and I, like, which I mean, he's gonna love it if they do make the Super Bowl. I mean, LA's his, his LA's his jam, right? I mean, he will yeah. be able to to you know have every every manner of his favorite burger delivered. It'll be like rem, reminiscing in childhood. Well, no, I mean, because the place, the spot that he goes to, that uh, fans are gonna see a story by Mick Schaefer about his spot that he goes to to get those burgers, like. I I will post it on Twitter myself if I have to, but I think KSHB 41 uh, Twitter account will make sure it gets up there and KSHB.com will have it up there. But I'm telling you, like, I mean, he could take the whole team there. Like they could all go there and be part of their, part of their celebration. So, I mean, you know, it's uh, we'll, uh, we'll share that a little bit more, but I mean, it's a, it's a spot that like, you know, like it's a special place and uh, it's in, in, our sports director, Mick Schaefer, had it, and, and he said it was one of the best burgers he'd ever had. So I trust him, and I trust Andy Reid even more. Oh, know, I, so. I absolutely. I trust Andy Reid over over Mick's, you know. Mick's, Mick's a little on the skinny side for me to trust his food takes all the time. I'm just telling you, man. I mean, like, if Andy <laughs> ever wanted to go have a burger together, like, that, that would be something I would actually entertain leaving the state of Missouri for. For Andy Reid in Las Vegas. Las Vegas is another spot. <laughs> if he paid your bill... Would you hug him? Boy, that's a really tough one. (laughs) I think I found one. It's possible. All right. All right. So, hey, look, I I know I can't. Not not pay my bill, though. Just appreciation for all this (laughs) done for the organization. (laughs) This is going to be a really awkward press conference in the future if he's watching now. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I can't. Okay, so I can't say that this was definitively the best divisional playoff game in history, 
But I think I can definitively say this was the best divisional weekend of games. I mean, the other three games all came down to literally last second field goals. Uh, And then the, the chiefs bills, I think was always looked at as like the, the best matchup of the four, the centerpiece. And I'm thinking as they go into the game, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm not sure after you saw the way, you know, the Bengals pulled it out of the fire late, you know, and all three under all three road teams, all three underdogs. Right. And then the way, um, you know, San Francisco stunned them with, with Rockhurst and K state grad Jordan Willis with his big paw getting the defense, you know, the special teams touchdown and, and, um, possibly ending, uh, Aaron Rodgers. um, you know, maybe ending his career in green Bay, but, but certainly setting Twitter afire, um, with jokes Saturday night. And then the insane, the insanity that, that it unfolded in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady leading a 24 point comeback only to have him blow it because they just inexplicably decided not to cover Cooper cup on the, on the final drive. Like it was a crazy weekend yet. I think the chiefs bills absolutely delivered. They, it, they, it's rare that a game like that lives up to the hype, but man, what a, what an insane weekend of football. Yeah. This is what the NFL always kind of dreamed of. And, and, you know, and this kind of helped in some ways, this kind of helped them get to that point. Cause what, what, what this did in a, in a shocking way, for some and in this honestly this helped the chiefs too the chiefs playing that wild card game because as a, as i talked about before i was waiting to see how the chiefs are going to do the second time around after playing a wild card game because you know they have some of those slow starts early on that actually playing that steelers wild card game and being the two seed actually helped them be able to kind of get in you know get in pay you know be in pace whenever they were taking on the bills and both those two teams were able to play at their best and if you look the Titans were sluggish against the Bengals there for a while. And if the Bengals had a better offensive line, like they, they destroy the Titans in Tennessee, like that would have happened, but they didn't have to worry about it. But uh, I mean, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a fantastic weekend and you know, you can use the motto now with the 49ers that apparently special teams went, uh, takes you to championships. <laughs> they matter. Special teams matter. Yeah. In San Francisco. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it looked the, 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 Packers were the worst special teams um, team in the league this year. And, and it, it bit them, um, bit them pretty hard once the conditions deteriorated there. And, and uh, you know, so um, it is what it is. Look, um, Tyreek Hill, 11 catches for 150 yards. When he got that touchdown, the 64 yarder and, and look, and don't forget his 45 yard punt return. That was pretty special too. That was vintage Tyreek. If 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 Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and Travis Kelsey are going to show up the way they did tonight, moving forward, I, I think it's game blouses, man. Yeah, I mean, well, what was so smart and savvy about that is like the the penalty tired out the the return team. So yeah. I mean, Tyreek's used to running like that because of all the motions he does throughout an entire game. So, I mean, he's already like uh, built up that stamina to that level. So whenever he got the opportunity to run, you know, to have yet another punt return, I'm like, I'm like the man, this one's gonna, this one may go the distance. It's at least going to go a solid, uh, at least half of the field. And then he was able to do that and they didn't have any blocks in the back. So in that regard, I mean, look, that made, that made a key difference. I mean, there's a handful of things that during the night that I got frustrated with, and we can definitely talk about those, but like it, the difference, the difference with what the chiefs have done the past couple of years versus playoff uh, chiefs of playoff past is what I'll call them. A lot of those mistakes would have added up and sent them home. And you'd be frustrated just stewing about it all off season that they got to build the roster this and this way to avoid this from happening and avoid that from happening. And I mean, you can even think back to the Chiefs Colts wildcard game back in 2013 when Andy Reid got here. There was like 10 to 12 plays that if they execute differently, they win the game. And the Bills fans right now and the coaching staff, they're in that spot where, man, if we do these 10 to 12 things differently, we win the game. And same thing when the Chiefs were in the 2018 AFC Championship game. You're like, hey, if we literally do five to six things differently, win the game, you know, like, I mean, but what one Chiefs thing. are at a point he now where they, up on side. Okay, I was trying to make it sound like there was there, well, technically there were more opportunities, but you know it's just those you know it, every single time it's just been those little itty bitty things. But like past three years, they find a way to overcome them. Like you know they may have some issues here and there on defense, or maybe some issues with their O line protection or their run game, 
and they just find ways to overcome and somehow get back to an AFC championship and potentially even a third consecutive Super Bowl, which is insane in itself. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs are the first team in NFL history that's going to host four straight AFC or four straight conference title games, AFC or NFC. Um, they're also, interestingly, because of the format change and having to play that wild card game, they're the first team in NFL history that's going to host three uh, host three playoff games in the same postseason. Because um, normally, as the, you know, it's rare that even if you're a wild card team uh, and you host the divisional, usually you're on the road for that conference championship game. So, um, very unique situation that the Chiefs find themselves in. I know you're not a numbers guy, Nick, but uh, I do want to throw a couple at you. Um, I've already, just, I've already stopped listening. <laughs> just to illustrate the point, um, in the second half, the second half only, um, Patrick Mahomes was 14 of 19 for 195 yards with a touchdown. And then he went six of six for 69 yards with a touchdown in overtime. So he went 20 of 25 for 264 yards and two touchdowns in the second half or overtime. You know, and they're 25 points scored in the final minute 54 of that game. You know, 31 if you count overtime down the stretch, final two minutes plus overtime. Um, just, just an, an, I mean, that's a, that's a special game that I think Chiefs Kingdom is going to remember uh, forever. Yeah, it's going to be that and the Houston Texans game are both going to be up there. And we'll see if the Chiefs have a couple more that, that happen down the road here. And look, no, I mean, that, that, that you know, that, that uh, Super Bowl 54 was pretty memorable too. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying in terms of like at Arrowhead, like, I mean, at Arrowhead, those are going to be probably the top two for the foreseeable future. Um, other than the, the Pittsburgh Steelers wildcard game back in 93 with Montana, like that's going to be another one. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Um, it's hard to yeah. top these last two, though. <laughs> no, these top two. I mean, they're those are the top three, like, you know, these, yeah, definitely Houston. during my lifetime. And then the Houston Oilers one on the road is always going to be a pretty sweet one. And then the Houston Texans one when the Chiefs blew them out and got their first playoff win in however long. I mean, that's, you know, it's going to be yet another one. But, uh, I mean, like you said, and, and this is a point that I kind of want to bring up, is like what the, Chief, the, the, what the Chiefs went through this year, both on defense, offense, and the struggles that they went through as a team collectively, like, like you said, that prepared them for this moment. That prepared them for those ups and downs. That prepared them for answering the bell. And just all that combined, like that's Mahomes. Like there, there's times where he probably could have tried to, you know, thread the needle in there a handful of times, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it." You know, I'll throw it away, or you know, I'll 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 eat the sack if I need to, or some of those times where he had to make those decisions to live another down and not force the turnover, and in those critical moments, and like just the growth that he had this year is so big for what he's going to be long-term as a quarterback so, and, and, and during this run. So, I mean, the NFL yeah. said, hey, you got to go out and stop us. And, you know, hey, we, we stopped your explosive game. And then Patrick's like, all right, cool. And then they adjusted and pivoted yet again. And guess what happened? In yet another AFC championship game. Yeah, I mean, I think back to all the way back to Baltimore and the pass he threw as he was getting sacked trying to force one to yeah. Travis Kelsey that gets intercepted and things like that. He, you know, he was, he was trying to play hero ball. He was trying to, to be 2018 Patrick Mahomes when he, when he had to do those things, right? Because the defense was, was so bad. Uh, and I think that he could sense that the defense was struggling and he was that way. And I think once he settled down, I, I really, I mean, every team, I think to a degree goes the way their quarterback goes um, but I think Patrick learned to um, steady himself and be the eye of the hurricane um, this year. And, 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 you know, like, like, you know, it paid off, it paid off handsomely. Um, and, and I mean, special performance by a special player, but I, what needs to improve against the Bengals? And I'm not talking about what needs to improve from the week 17 game. Cause we'll dive more into that later in the week, yeah. but, what needs to improve from what you saw tonight? Because the things that stood out to me were the blown assignments in the secondary, which if Rashad Fenton and Tyron Matthew can get back so you don't have Ben Neiman, DeAndre Baker, and Daniel Sorensen and Juan Thornhill out of position, you know, all mucking up one side, I think some of that can be fixed with personnel if guys get healthy. But the pass rush, you know, I know it, you, it was frustrating to you. It was frustrating to me that they – 
they didn't get home, uh, you know, in some situations that you really thought they should. Um, first, first thing obviously is like, like you said, like they're going to need Tyron Matthew and Fitton back next week. Like that they're, they're, they're just going to have to get figured out. Like they're going to need them back, especially Matthew. Cause without Matthew there last night, like, or I mean, yeah, technically, yeah. Last night you were taping. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're like, they're going to have to, like, there was such a massive hole and so much confusion back there that like, I mean, it, it showed and the bills took full advantage of the middle of the field because of it. Oh, and Gabriel Matthew, Davis. 201 yards and four touchdowns, man. Yeah. And that was because of Matthew being gone. So they, they need Matthew back this week for sure. And part of what I've wondered with the pass rush in that game is if they just decided they were going to be cautious and they were going to do more of a contain. So Josh Allen couldn't take off and disrupt it and be the game changer that he can be with his legs. And they were willing to like not be as aggressive in their pass rush. And they waited for certain down and distances of either a second along or third and long before they started doing some of their, some of their twist stunts, you know, games and that type of stuff to kind of make some of those impact plays. And I mean, I, I, I think if, I think they'll have a different approach with Joe Burrow. Right. Joe Burrow, the way the Titans went after him, they showed how bad that that uh, Bengals offensive line is, and the Bengals will try to tighten some stuff up. But the Chiefs can go, the Chiefs can go after him because really, at the end of the day, you got to like as they've learned, you got to take Jamar Chase away, take Jamar Chase away, and you can go take some of your chances. You can get after Burrow because Burrow is not a nimble quarterback, and he made a lot of things worse in that Titans game to where he knocked them out of field goal range and. If if the Chiefs can be aggressive against the Bengals and the Chiefs play the type of offense that they did this this past game, like Bengals Bengals ain't matching them point for point this time around. No, I was really unimpressed with Joe Burrow's pocket presence and pocket awareness um, in that loss to the Titans. You know, anytime you have nine sacks, a lot of that is going to fall on the quarterback. Um, but yeah, to your point, I mean Josh Allen had eleven carries for sixty eight yards, and I don't know if you noticed, Nick. Um, every time they would pull the center and the guard from one side, he would run right behind that guy. I think I saw it on Twitter somewhere, oh. but it was like every time, like I saw oh. it like six times in this game. Weird, man. Weird. How yeah, that who happened. saw that coming? Yeah, I know. You know, I mean, I, when I saw it on Twitter, there were only two plays. So, you know, it was clearly a small sample size and no <laughs> one was, it wasn't indicative of anything they actually did. But I mean, it was, it was like, it was funny. I'd, I'd be watching the binoculars. You'd see the guard pull back and I was like, Oh, Alan's running to the right. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty easy. And the, to the chief's credit, they figured it out by the second half and, and, and I know the defense is going to take some bullets and deservedly so because right. um, they blew some coverage, but you know, that the, not the last touchdown drive, but the second to last touchdown drive when they had the blown assignment on the, you know, gave up the touchdown, the fourth and 13, but the, they couldn't get off the field, but the bills had to work hard. That was a 17 play drive. Like the defense just couldn't make the play they needed to make. But there were times earlier in the game when they did that Nick Bolton getting the stop on Isaiah McKenzie on the third and two. And then, you know, McDermott decided to punt there, um, you know, and got him off the field in that situation. The defense, like I said, they're going to, they deserve to take some heat because they struggled at times. Uh, but they also made some plays in some key situations and made life a little bit harder on, on Buffalo in some key situations um, that, uh, that I think, I think you can take something positive from that, especially considering, you know, the personnel they were dealing with at times. Yeah. Now my gripes on offense, um, dude, I'm sorry, but Orlando Brown had yet another rough night and Patrick is just, unfortunately, Patrick's gotten so used to it. He just knows how to maneuver around it now, but that's not a good, that's not a good you thing. If, if you're wanting to pay, if somebody's wanting to get paid $20 million, you don't want your left tackle to be the problem on your line. Yes, that is, that is normally a bad thing. So, like that—that's part of it. And then, like you know, Wiley did the best he could, but like the Bills were coming so hard upfield and containing Patrick in, and he was like Patrick's getting so used to it from the past two years that he's learned how to how to it, find an escape hatch here or there. Or, and so, I mean, he was able to get around it. And then they—they they didn't utilize Jerick McKinnon as much as I thought they should have. And I mean, look, Clyde ran well there and looked motivated there for about a half, but then. It looked like the steam went out of that of 
of of him and like he struggled and started tiptoeing again to the line and kind of looked confused a handful of times. But I, I like when Clyde runs determined and angry. That's that's whenever he's at his best. But look, like they giving, got I mean they got 84 yards rushing on 17 carries, and then McKinnon had a big impact in the passing game again with five yeah, catches for 54 how, yards. You're, you're talking total that was a rushing. Yeah, I mean Clyde had seven carries for for 60 yards, and then McKinnon had 24 yards rushing. Oh, okay, so you combine those two together. Right, 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 right. I'm talking the two of them. Some other people were like, "Hey, they had this amount of rushing." Yeah, Patrick had like 70 almost. No, they ran for 182, but yeah, Mahomes actually outrushed uh, Josh Allen 69 to 68. Oh, and did yeah, and and Mahomes outrushed both the running backs, didn't he? Mahomes is the leading rusher in this game. (laughs) Yeah, when I looked at the stats earlier, I was like, "That's not good." But yeah, no, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, at the end of the day for the chiefs to, and I know I'm kind of looking too far ahead in the off season, there's still deficiencies that they'll, that they may still find a way to overcome and win another championship. And that's the tip of the cap to them. But like the Bills showed how close they are and the Bengals are going to show how close they might be too. If they don't even outright win it, because you just don't know because Injuries can happen at any moment, and then you know the like the Bengals may still be the team that goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, you know, well, and you can you can focus on Jamar Chase, but if the pass rush can't take advantage of that leaky interior of the offensive line, um, and you're rolling coverage of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins and and you know and Uzama are capable of beating you, um, yeah. and and. and you know, and Joe Mixon is capable of making plays. Like they've got weapons on that offense that, um, you know, if you're not careful and, and you, and you get unlucky with a couple turnovers, you know, you, you put a punt return on the ground and you get a tip pass that goes for an interception or you, you know, or McCole Hardman fumbles a handoff to Daryl Williams and, you know, and, and Hendrickson picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown. Like there are ways the chiefs can still blow, can blow that game. But, uh, I think if I'm the Chiefs, I want to be. I'm I'm happy to be in this position right now. Yeah, I agree 100. percent And on top of it, I mean, you know, you you lost to the Bills and you lost to the Bengals, so you've got to you've got to see both of their best, and you've got to see even more of the Bills' best. So I mean, there's things roster wise that the Chiefs are going to have to address in the offseason to be able to still keep that edge over the Bills and the Chargers and the Bengals. But you know who's coming and how they're how they're coming after you. So I mean. This the the game today was a good reminder of what they need to do in the roster in the offseason. And the Bengals is going to be another reminder of what they need to do to stay ahead of them too, potentially, or what they'll have to fix because the Bengals potentially come in and, and get them. But I mean, for now, right now at this moment, I mean, look, the, the Chiefs answered the bell, did what they had to do, put themselves in a position for another AFC championship. And, you know, you'll see how see how things shake out over the next week. We'll dig into this more later in the week, but I do want to just get your initial thought. Who's got more pressure on them, given the fact that, that you know, the Bengals won the previous meeting? Is it the Bengals because they're on the road and they've already beat this team once and they're going against a team with a lot of playoff experience? Or do you think the Chiefs, because they're on the cusp of, of uh, you know, going to a third Super Bowl, you know, maybe starting to... Um, they're at least stenciling their name on the list of NFL dynasties, right? If they can get to another Super Bowl and win another one here, um, is there more pressure on the Chiefs? You think? Um, I, I I'm gonna lean towards the Bengals just because they haven't been there in this moment, and and the Chiefs have been there, done that, and what the Chiefs just did in that in that overtime game, like that's similar to what the Royals did in the wild card game against the Athletics, or what yep. the Chiefs did against the Texans. Like, it's just those moments that, like, you know, like, you believe no matter what. Like, for the rest of the time, any guy who's on this roster who was a part of this game is going to be like, oh, dude, we still got 13 seconds left. You remember what right. Pat did against the Bills yeah. in that one game? Like, any guy who's a part of this roster going forward is going to remember that that wasn't a part of the Texans game. And all those guys that were a part of the Texans game still remember that. And, like, that's that that's why they had some of the buy-in they did. But if you look at this time around – Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown, you know, um, and, and Jaron Reed and Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton. And like, you know, and you can, and I'm sure there's more people I'm not even thinking of right now, but all those guys, this was the game for them to be like, Oh, okay. 
13 seconds. That's cool. Like, right. we got that. like you know, it was, a, it was another generation of, of people getting that buy-in and, and even Jarek McKinnon. Like, so, I mean, like, I, I just, I don't think those guys are going to, you know, it's just that, it's just that different level. And I mean, I guarantee there's players around the league right now that are just watching what the chiefs are doing. They're like, man, if they can do this, not despite not having X, Y, or Z on their roster, imagine what they can do. If I, if I join that, if I join that club and squad, and I know there's an individual that was playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers last week that may have made that comment on the field and down the tunnel afterwards. And uh, he may have just recently come back from injured reserve. Well, I would love to, you know, whose perspective I really want on this game is Jarek McKinnon, who you mentioned, because um, he was a running back for yeah the, the Vikings, Vikings yeah. in the Minnesota miracle when Steph Diggs, who, who, Sorry for him. He was on the other side of it this time, but yeah. caught that improbable pass to, to knock the Saints out. Um, that's a charmed life if you're Jarek McKinnon. I, I want to know like which one he thought was more unlikely and, and you know and and uh, was more special. I, I'm guessing part of it's going to de- depend on what they do moving forward because I, I suspect if the Chiefs go ahead and get a ring, then that's going to up the ante on what this one means for McKinnon. But uh, but yeah, I mean it, it, it struck me. I was I was like oh. Jarek's had Jarek's been through this before. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely had that charm life. That's for sure. So, all right, my man. Um, anything else you feel like needs to be covered from this one? Um, they're probably, uh, yeah. What's up? I did want to say, like, I know Gabriel Davis went ham, eight catches, 201 yards and four touchdowns, but Steph Diggs had three catches for seven yards. So they did something right. Um, in the secondary at some point in the game. Well, yeah, and, and here's the thing. Uh, Stefan Diggs has actually never had more than 80 receiving yards against the Chiefs yet. Yeah. Like, I mean, they, they just find a way to, like, they're like, hey, we're not letting this dude beat us no matter where he plays for, what he does. <laughs> like, they're just yeah. like, hey, we're not letting him beat us. And that's that level of respect. So, you know, it'll uh, – <clears throat> I'm really interested to kind of see, like, how this – how the how the Bengals talk this week in their press conferences and what they kind of do early on. I'm curious to see what the chiefs are going to do differently the second time around and what the Bengals see on tape that they think they may be able to go after the chiefs from what the bills did and what they may have missed from their last game. So I'm I'm kind of curious about the chess match here and, you know, and and the other part of it is like, uh, you know, this, this could be a really big week for the chiefs front office for Ryan poles, you know, potentially getting the, the Vikings general manager job, or maybe even getting the bears job. And, I, I may have heard that he's a very strong candidate for both of them. And there's a chance that he may be very strong chance that he's going to be the general manager of one of those franchises. And we'll be, I'm curious to see if there's any more teams that request an interview with Eric B this, this upcoming week, they may not be able to interview him until the, you know, till after the, the conference, yeah. you know, but I mean, you know, there's some teams that, you know, are probably going to drag out their head coaching search that they would be wise to go do that. Just like, um, you know, if, D'Amico Ryan's with the 49ers, like what he's done these past two weeks against the Cowboys and Packers. Like there's no reason he shouldn't be a head coach somewhere coming up here soon. I mean, you know, Brian Dable's probably going to get a head coaching job more than likely with the giants. And, you know, there's some opportunities out there. I mean, if there, if there's a team that should go out and bring Ryan's in as their head coach, the Raiders, like the Raiders would, you know, have a, have a guy of that quality that, you know, kind of slows down that, that chiefs offense, or maybe Todd Bowles out there, potentially, maybe he's the guy that they need out there. But, and I, and it's funny because a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, um, whenever people, you know, were giving me stuff and they're like, why, why did you say that the bucks may have an opening a head coach soon? And I'm like, maybe I heard some things. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and then today it's like, Tom Brady may leave, you know, and, and, you know, may retire. And like, that that isn't exactly what I actually heard, but I heard that they, there may there may be some changes coming down there in Tampa, and and some people go different directions. So it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that how the Tampa thing shakes out versus what I'd kind of heard a couple of weeks ago. So you, men- you mentioned Ryan Poles. If you look on Twitter, yeah. Haley Lewis posted a video uh, of us. I'm of course trying to write my game story as Travis Kelsey catches the touchdown to win it. Um, and there's no cheering in the press box, but somebody took note that there were 
fist pumps and cheers from up top. That's because Ryan Poles and a couple other members of the Chiefs front office had come. Man, why you gotta sell them out like that? And we're bro. watching the game up there, so so it was. It, but it was cool to see just in the reflection, like yeah. you know, he would. I mean, all through that, you know, those last few minutes, you could kind of look up and see like how invested Ryan Poles was and what was going on. I mean, there was nobody more nervous um, in the stadium than than the Chiefs front office was. Um, as as that game came to a close there, but well, I mean, because um, that's a that's a lot of hours and a lot of work that those guys have put in year after year, and for Ryan to have been here since '09 with, uh, you know, he's been here through the Pioli era. He started out here in the Pioli era. He made it through the Dorsey era and through the Beach era. I mean, like that. That's one of those guys. There's a lot of road trips that he had to make over the years. A lot of work that he's had to do. A lot of long hours. And so for all those guys, I mean, th- you know, like this, like you know. <laughs> This this means just as much as it does for anybody else on that on that you know on that team and in that front office, uh, you know, and that goes back to the era when Clark Hunt promised that he wanted to create an organization that would contend for championships year in and year out, um, and and it took a couple false starts there with Pioli and Dorsey, um, you know, and obviously everything kind of fell into place once they were able to draft Patrick Mahomes and, and pair him with Andy Reid, who fell into into their lap, but. You've got to give credit, I think, to the the Hunt family, to to President Mark Donovan, um, to you know the Veaches and the Ryan Poleses of the world, um, you know, for the job they've done from the top down, um, and, and and the hand they had in setting the stage for for a team to be able to host an AFC Championship game for the fourth straight year. Yeah, I mean, this is the this is one of the golden eras in the Chiefs franchise history outside of the. You know, I mean, look, the Marty oh era God, was yeah. fun, but man, this one blows away that Marty era and, oh. and, and, you know, and it's, it's starting, it's in my opinion, it's getting ready to surpass the Stram era. So, I yeah. mean, like, you know, like the, I'm just saying, I just want to know when Andy Reed's going to get a statue outside of Arrowhead, because that, that man deserves one and he deserves a street named after him in, in Kansas city. So if, some people in, uh, in you know in City Hall are listening that you and I both know do. Mayor Lucas. Um, I, then you know I, I I'm just saying let's start let's get this process started. Let's get this process started. There should be a Mahomes Street uh, in Kansas City. There should be an Andy Reid Street in Kansas they can, City. They could rename my. I don't live in Kansas City, Missouri, but I, I'd still I could. They could rename my street Mahomes Way. Hey, wherever they want to put it, I don't care. But I mean, you know, I would like to purchase a uh, a sign to cherish forever, and uh, you know, probably be cheaper than one of those Lombardi trophies. Oh, I'm still getting one of those if they. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, (laughs) don't worry, dude. I'm getting one of those if they win. You mentioned Andy Reid. Clearly, the most accomplished coach left, but of the other coaches that are still hanging in there, Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, Sean McVay, and, and Zach Taylor. Yeah. Who has impressed you the most? Cause, cause there is a correct answer. I think. Oh, I mean the, the person who's, who's gotten the most out of a roster that shouldn't be there right now is Kyle his, his dad was in Denver for a long time. <laughs> like Kyle Shanahan's gotten yeah. the most out of yeah. the roster. Oh, and, and even with Ryan's as the DC, like I got to give him credit too. And technically you got to give the special teams coach credit as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. after what they went and did in green Bay. So, I mean, like, you know, Kyle Shanahan's gotten the most out of the roster. Well, let's give Tony Severino some love too. I, I mean, I don't know if he coaches special teams for rockers, but well, either way, um, you know, like Kyle Shanahan and what they've done out there in San yeah. Francisco, even Jimmy Garoppolo and what he is as a quarterback. Like, I mean, you know, but Todd, it gets back to what you and I talked about. So if you look at the potential hypothetical, Super Bowl storylines. If it gets to that point, if it gets to that point, I'm not jinxing anything. Um, you've got either the Chiefs have to play the 49ers again in the Super Bowl, a rematch, or the Chiefs will be yet, yet again they will have a first. Where they will have a be, road Super Bowl. <laughs> they will they will play the uh, the team the uh, the team in their home stadium in the Super Bowl for a second year in a row. So I mean, either one of those things could potentially happen, but like you and I talked about for here in the United States, the pandemic started after the, for all of us consciously or for most of us consciously outside of my paranoid self um, and, and, you know, true scientific data. um, The pandemic started (laughs) when, 
in the wake of the Chiefs Super Bowl 54 win. The Chiefs and 49ers Super Bowl. So would it be fitting if the 49ers and the Chiefs potentially were the the way that the pandemic closed closed because then that gets into a whole marvel different realm type of stuff yeah we're in the multiverse now yeah man (laughs) so i mean i'm just i mean hey you know it would it would be it would be really weird from a sports perspective if that's what if that's what closed that circle as long as patrick mahomes is the doctor strange of this multiverse i think we're okay ton i'm not not gonna (laughs) pretend like i know all the marvel references i watch the movies but i don't I'm not insanely in depth about the Doctor Strange portion of it and some other portions of it. Like I haven't seen the Externals or any of those other ones or Eternals or the Externals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're looking the out, they're looking outside. They're looking outside of themselves, Todd, and they're pondering life, okay? Yeah. There wasn't as much dialogue in the internals. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just helped Marvel add two more franchises. You're welcome. So, like one of the silent films. Give, <laughs> give me, give me my money, Disney. I just helped you out. You're welcome. That's right. That should be worth at least five hundred dollars. I know they've got the money. <laughs> Watch Warner Brothers will take it now. I'll be the ones that do it. Be like, hey, at least get this up quick so it'll be time stamped. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I got nothing else. Um, if you're up for it, I'd love for you to join me to talk about uh, the Bengals later in the week. Yeah, we need to. You and I both said we do a Twitter space together, so we gotta we gotta figure that out at some point. Yeah, if, if I can stay up past eight thirty this week, that'll be great. Well, yeah, maybe you need to set aside some time, dude. Because I even mentioned to you on the previous one about how I called you, and you know, I was like, maybe he's busy watching a movie with his family, and then I find out later from you. Yeah, no, I'm just sleeping. Yeah, I'd fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, Todd, look at this. We're we're finishing up the podcast at 2 a.m. in the morning. I got up this morning and it's 7 a.m. to go into work. And uh, you know, and I'm just saying, I'm still I'm still like the ener- energizer, buddy. I'm still going. I've had a lot of coffee today, so I, I, I still I may have, be up until two tomorrow. I I have not. I am I am just I am just uh riding the wave of a chief's emotion. <laughs> well, there you go. And what a wave it was. Um so uh I, 4236. Um, maybe it won't become as iconic as 3120, but uh, we'll take it. Oh, I gotta buy a paper tomorrow now. All right. All right. <laughs> I, just, I just realized I gotta do the memorabilia stuff again. So, all right. Well, with that, um, I bid you adieu and take care, kids. Whoa, hey, we're taking my catchphrases all over again now. <laughs> oh, dang, I started getting these things trademarked.